Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Questions like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? How do I make money off of my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I love Anchor because it is so easy to use on the go. I can pull up the app on my phone, record a podcast, add some music, add my intro, add my outro, and edit all on the fly. So there's no need to sit by a laptop all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast, boo. Welcome to The Charging Station with Tracy Massey, certified life coach, passionate author, and speaker from Living My Empowered Life. She's on a mission to help women just like you achieve your goals and break through any barriers holding you back from living the life you deserve. If you're ready to slay life without apology, you've come to the right place. Here she is now, your host, Tracy Massey. Hey, 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 welcome to the Charging Station Podcast. Bull, come on in, take your shoes off, grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your water, grab your wine, whatever your beverage of choice, you know what to do. Welcome to another episode. And baby, I just want to tell you how blessed you are because today's episode is fire. Today, I am chatting with Shamina Chanel. Shamina is a professional tax strategist. And when I tell you in this episode, you want to grab a notebook because my girl is dropping major gems on how you can make the tax code work for you. Shamina's mission is to change the lives of 1,000 women entrepreneurs by implementing big business tax strategies to expand your small business. Her philosophy is, it's not about how much money you make, but how much money you keep. And we all know we can get ate up (laughs) by some taxes, honey. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode. Hey, Shamina. Hi, Tracy. How are you, love? I am blessed. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Peeps, let me tell you something. It is, um, at the time of this recording, it is Saturday morning at about 8.15, and we're just up and bright and early and bushy tail today. So that means you are in for a blessing because we are on point this morning. Okay? Half of y'all probably still got cold in your eye. So let's just go ahead (laughs) let's just grab our coffee grab our tea grab our water i hope you're not drinking wine especially if you're on the east coast not drinking wine right now but go ahead and grab your beverage beverage of choice and have a seat on the couch because we have our very very special guest 
who is a tax strategist baby we need you <laughs> we i'm here you. yes <laughs> and i am super excited to speak to you about this subject i know taxes can be a scary thing you know just even saying taxes out of my mouth i felt my heart palpitate a little bit <laughs> you know because it's a complex world that a lot of people get caught up in except for you know the ultra rich but i love your mission your mission to take a thousand women entrepreneurs and implement these big business strategies in their small yes. businesses i love that so before we dig in tell everybody who you are and i love this question i want you to give us a fun fact about shamina Oh, wow. So I am Shamina Chanel. I am the founder of newerbooks.com and I am a tax strategist and I design tax strategies and tax plans for women entrepreneurs who are looking to expand their small businesses. Um, and I use my tax strategies to actually um, apply the big corporation strategies to the small business Love it. um yes a fun fact about me is quarantine was such a blessing because i was quarantined anyway in my real life <laughs> and i love all things salted caramel oh really that's a different palette I, yes yes it's the sweet and salty at the same time oh yay, yay. i love it <laughs> Yes. Love it. So I spend most of my days just driving my son, my 14-year-old son, to dance festivities. Um, I do have a 27-year-old um, son also. So the year that my youngest would start at kindergarten is the same year that my oldest started college. Wow. You sound like my yes, best Yes, it's not friend. a parent's. It's not a parenting plan I recommend, but <laughs> it's, you can survive it. Oh, and first of all, you saying that you have a 27-year-old, ma'am. You look like you're 27, so let's just start there. Oh, <sighs> I wish I felt 27. <laughs> <laughs> that would I, be the bigger blessing. <laughs> listen, I totally get it. That's what I tell everybody. Everybody says, like, you look so young. I say, honey, my knees remind me that I'm not. How about that? how about it <laughs> but you know Every they morning. they served me well because I, you know yes. I came up in the 90s we came up in the 90s so they served me well Ooh. with the Tootsie Roll and you know all of that stuff and I just yes. I just myself but okay whatever <laughs> yes <laughs> it happens it happens so tell me how you got into the business of tax strategy oh wow so I will say um in college, my um, first major was um, chemical engineering. Wow. How, okay. Yes. But my oldest son was born, like I was, I got pregnant the first, uh, second semester of my senior year. So I took the first semester of college off um, to birth my son. And so I went into chemical engineering and that was at the time where 
if you are a person of color that had high math and science scores, they really wanted to push the engineering curriculum. So I went that route, um, but very, um, I won't say very quickly, after the first couple of years, I said, I don't think I would be successful because I have such a structured um, time frame because I have a son. Mm-hmm. Like, if, even if he went to childcare, I couldn't, um, like, stop an experiment to go and pick him up from daycare. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I, then I went the business route and I took an accounting class and fell in love with it. Um, then I worked for, um, out of college, I worked for a CPA firm doing financial audits, but I really liked the tax part of it. Um, and I didn't get to do a lot of taxes be, um, at the CPA firm, but when I left there, I, you know, was doing a lot of accounting. And so everybody, all the business owners were telling me, I, you know, I can't run my business because I can't do accounting and I can't keep up with the paperwork. So that's kind of how I birthed my business, Mm -hmm. but I really wanted to get into the tax part of it because that's the end goal. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not the money that you make, it's the money that you keep. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. So I, um, it started trying to, I guess, tackle the tax part but what I realized was a lot of entrepreneurs didn't have the foundation they didn't have the bookkeeping part and what I really really want people to understand is that bookkeeping is not optional Mm. oh wow yes it's not optional and you know I was running into a lot of entrepreneurs who wanted to hand me bags of receipts or hand me their bank statements so I would have to do a whole year's worth of bookkeeping in order to prepare the tax return Ooh, so would you say that's the most (laughs) common mistake is the entrepreneurs not having the bookkeeping part yes ma'am it is and even if they have it because a lot of people will say well I just use QuickBooks um, or fresh books or wave apps, but it's not updated at the time of taxes. Oh, okay. So elaborate on that. What do you mean by it being updated at the time of taxes? So what happens usually if someone is using a bookkeeping software is you connect your bank accounts and, or your credit cards for your business mm-hmm. and Updating means that all of the transactions for the entire year have been categorized and your monthly statements have been reconciled, meaning that what is happening in your business is showing up in your um, in your bank account. Ooh, okay, people. <laughs> <laughs> that was- a, a sippable moment right there. So if you are running a business or thinking about running a business, that's one of the, would you say that's the first thing you need to do is make sure that you reconcile your books? Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and people that do that, I love them. I love them. <laughs> but I, I think a common mistake is that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially under, I say under 250K, they think they feel they can do it themselves, but then they don't do it themselves. Mm. And then, you know, they have a lot of questions and um, they've listened to other online 
business owners say, oh, well, you can just do it yourself. You don't have to pay anybody to do it. It's real easy. But I have clients that have quote unquote done it themselves and it has taken them six months to give me their information. So, yeah. And, and, And that's the thing. It's like nobody really likes to do bookkeeping except for the professionals and um, and so I mean it's not the most fun part of if, of entrepreneurship yeah but it's the most I think it's one of the most needed parts yes it because is it's, it's like it's how, crucial how are you going to know <laughs> like we're all we're all talking about in businesses we hear a lot making six figures you know, mm-hmm. um, living the laptop lifestyle, um, mm-hmm. scaling your business. Mm-hmm. Well, a, a part of your business is the money part. Like, how are you going to know how to, how or when to scale if you don't know where your money is going and if it's, you know, what your cash flow is like? So you right. have to do the bookkeeping. <laughs> you have to. And I think what gets, what stops people is, you know, a lot of people can, like, if you're running an online business, you're, um, I want to say your capital, your fixed expenses are kind of, um, oh gosh, how can I say it? They are kind of expected. So you kind of know how much it takes to run your business. So what people do is they look at their bank account. They just check the bank balance and say, okay, I have, you know, $5,000 in my business or, you know, 10000 or $20,000 in my business. I'm good for now. And so they just keep trucking along instead of really drilling down on, okay, where did the money come from? Mm -hmm. And how can I, you know, what are my top sellers? And then at the end, it's like, there are a lot of things that we pay for in our personal life that can be um, included as business deductions. See, that was about to be my next question for you. I was going to ask you. How how often do you see business owners missing out on money because they're not keeping track of what they're at, where the money's actually going? I would say ninety five percent of the time. Oh, that's high. Yes, um, <laughs> it, it it and it really is a true number. I think it, the real number is ninety three percent. Still um, high. <laughs> this extremely high is because they don't really think about. Um, using their personal, I mean, use, and I guess I should say it this way. They don't really think about how to use their personal expenses for a business deduction. Mm-hmm. For instance, when I see business owners with a designer bag, especially the big bags, I always cringe. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, does she realize that she could have written that off as a, um, business tote so it's an office expense and this is the thing like the IRS does anything that is ordinary and necessary for your business to thrive is tax deductible and we don't think about it that way um, because we get to the point where okay well I'm paying myself a salary so when I pay my salary I can just spend that on whatever and you can but not, not the wallet that comes along with the business tote, but the tote itself, because mm. I guarantee you're taking that tote on an airplane and it is um, housing your computer and your iPad. Yeah. And your notebooks. 
Wow. But disclaimer, y'all, don't try to do this by yourself now. You need a <laughs> professional. You need a professional because you'll end up in jail. Don't do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should be in jail by Friday. <laughs> oh, see, and see, that would be the thing that would make me not want to do anything tax wise on my own like I don't even do my own personal taxes because I'm like no I don't I don't know what I'm doing I don't care how many instructions you put in front of me I'm not the professional I need somebody with professional eyes to catch what I'm not seeing so exactly what would be like give us three ways um we can use the tax code in our, our small businesses to um to our advantage so the first way is, um, I refer to it as not taking it personal. And that was, you know, the example I just gave about the tote. Um, anything that you use in your personal life that can be a business write-off, you will want to do it that way. Um, you want to use that strategy. One of my clients reached out to me online, I th- I must have posted something about cycling or something. And she was like, I can't wait to get my refund so that I can buy my Peloton bike. Well, um, I was like, oh, you know, you can write that off. Um, she's, an, you know, she's an S Corp. And so you can have an employee benefit of an office gym. An office gym is not accessible to the public. If you're the only owner, then you are the, you know, has to be available to all of the employees. So if you're the only owner, then your office gym can consist of, you know, your home gym that hosts your Peloton. Man. Yes. And all the other, you know, gym-like equipment. So that's where I like to start is just the personal side. And this is the stuff that big businesses have been doing for years. (laughs) Many, many millions. Oh my gosh. I wonder, okay, peeps, I know that you're probably like me. I'm literally sitting here with my mouth wide open because you don't, I never knew. I did not know this. I did not know this. So thinking about here, here we are in the middle of a pandemic. How many Peloton bikes have been purchased by business owners? Uh (laughs) (laughs) So what's another way that we can use the text code to our advantage. Um, and then a second way is um, one of my favorite strategies is for people who have children to hire them in your business. And you can pay your child up to, it's a little over $12,000 a year tax-free. Oh. And the way that you would implement that in your business is to pay them to do, I mean, but you actually have to pay them. And this is how the one percenters or two percenters trickle the wealth back down into their families Mm -hmm. is because they will hire their children to do some actual work in their business. That's why they're able to pass the business down to their offspring. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so for me right now, now this strategy is available for sole providers and LLC owners. And you have, you know, it has, the child has to be an offspring of the owners. But um, for me, like my son dances and the months that I travel with him, I can spend easily 
1500 to 2000 dollars a month mm. so because he is 14 and he knows all things technology <laughs> you know i can hire him in my business to edit my videos to edit my photos to um you know shred the papers the you know, legal and um, confidential documents that I have sometimes from my clients, I can hire him to do those things for me. So I can pay him. And then the payment that I pay to him can pay for his dance. Mm. Wow. And so that becomes a tax right off for me. So people out here hauling about these $1,400 stimulus checks, which is great. You know, this $1,400 a month, which right. is great. But you can have a whole employee. And uh-huh. I mean, oh gosh, that's so well-rounded because that's such a teachable moment. You're teaching your child basically how to become an entrepreneur. Right. You know, and you can teach them financial responsibility early, which is what we all need to learn this uh-huh. skill early. Oh man, I'm blown away. Yes. But you actually of, have to pay the children, right? <laughs> you do. You do. And it has to be payroll. And some people, you know, like one of my clients was like, well, I can just transfer the money from my account to her account. And I was like, no, actually, you can't do that. You have to put her on payroll and you elect to um, not um, deduct the Medicare and Social Security. Oh. And so it, because they are a family employee or a child employee, you can elect not to pay the Social Security and Medicare. And because their payment is going to be so low, um, the under $12,000 a year, then they don't have to pay the federal income tax either. So basically, they're getting tax-free money and you're getting a tax write-off. Yes, ma'am. Shut your yes, mouth. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Wow. But make sure, peeps, your paperwork is legit. Don't go out here trying to pass off Pookie Nim's children as, <laughs> you know, your little employees. That's not going to work. You have to have payroll. Payroll. Okay? Yes. Yes. Because, you know, people will try it. I'm pretty sure They will try it. it. They have tried all the things. I had somebody trying to write off fish one time. Wait a minute fish fish for her aquarium but <laughs> the beauty in that i was like you can't do that and she's like well why not and i was like because it's in your house it's a personal expense so she moved it to her business building oh and then guess what we do are we writing off fish wow then she owns a child care center so it when the kids go into timeout, they have to go and sit in front of the aquarium and the um, fish calms the children so they can go back to class. And there a two-fold blessing. Two-fold yes. blessing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is so interesting. You're making taxes sound not so scary. Yes. It's my favorite thing to do. But again, do it with a professional because I'm not trying this on my own. Seriously. Right. And, and that's the thing. It has to be legal and ethical because like we're too cute to go to jail and mm-hmm. we are women of faith and we want our businesses to grow and thrive. We don't have time to be losing it to some nonsense. Right. 
right and if anything 2020 has taught us is sitting in the house by yourself mm-hmm. all this time is not going to work so just imagine jail imagine so yeah don't do it don't do it yes so what as a if you're starting a new business or if you're you're in business and you know you're hearing this podcast and you wanted to get your business taxes straightened out like what are three things that we can do right now to put ourselves on on a good track tax wise um the first thing is to um if you don't have a bookkeeping system you need to make sure that that is on your top list like you have to have professional help for the money part unless you are a financial expert um And then the second thing would be to have a consultation with a tax accountant. There are differences between bookkeepers, accountants, um, financial experts, tax preparers, and tax accountants. Mm. So um, I would, if, I would say taxes, if if that's at your top priority, um, get with a tax accountant, um, an expert in the tax realm. And then the third thing would be to take action. I mean, we cannot sit on this forever. I have people that have said like for three years, like I want to work with you. Or then I have people that have for three years made, stayed at the $300,000 revenue realm. And it's like, okay, why are we stuck right here? Um, you can't be scared to pay taxes. Paying taxes is a part of business. You only want to pay the taxes that you owe. But my goal is to get you to where you don't owe that much. Yeah. And then if you don't owe that much, you can take the money that you saved on your taxes to trickle it down back into your business. Um, I'd say start with your business first on the tax savings because you want it to be a living, thriving machine Mm -hmm. so that it can generate more revenue and then you want to circle it into your employees yourself first um and that's paying yourself payroll that's putting yourself on um and creating a retirement plan for yourself and your employees and then the third thing you can do with the tax savings is to trickle it down back back down into your community because if if more business owners trickle their wealth back down into their businesses first and themselves second, and then their community third, we wouldn't have to worry about the stimulus package mm. because we would be taking care of our own. Mm. You better preach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, and that's why you keep hearing that like, Amazon made billions of dollars and they didn't pay any taxes. Well, Amazon reinvest in their employees. They have some of the best healthcare benefits. They have some of the best retirement benefits. And then when they finish there, then they're like, okay, well, our business is transporting goods from manufacturers to the consumers. So we're going to, the vehicles that we use are going to have zero emissions. And so the government, being the IRS, gives a lot of tax credits based on electric vehicles. Mm. that's why you see a lot of millionaires driving teslas that makes sense yes and then when the pandemic happens 
Amazon also transitioned. I think it was something like 700,000 students to online learning. And their commercial said, we're just getting started. Wow. So because Amazon was able to do it, and I'm assuming it's in the areas where they had their distribution centers, um, the government didn't have to rely. I mean, we didn't have to use the government funds to transition those students. Wow. I'm floored. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so when we are women of faith who have these businesses, we really have to be mindful on our spending Mm -hmm. and our wealth um, when we generate the wealth. And like, what are we going to do with it? We can't hoard it because, and that's the thing, the tax law is written for it to trickle down. If you hoard the wealth, then you're going to be taxed on it. Mm -hmm. If you give it back and you know, build up your communities. And I always use Amazon as an example. If Amazon is going into like underserved communities and they create a distribution center, then they're hiring people who would have been working, like say at a fast food restaurant to work in their distribution center. And now their income is already doubled. Those people whose income doubled, then they get off of public assistance. And then they're able to move out of either out of that community or build up that community. And then now your children have better opportunities because they are in a better school district or you can afford to pay for their college and the government is not paying for, you know, providing all of the assistance for the college. Maybe it's subsidized, you know, it might take a generation or two, Mm -hmm. but but it's possible. Yes. And that's why, yes, a lot of lower income people, you know, they get these huge um, reef tax refunds. I knew somebody who had three children who made $16,000 in a year and her refund was $9,200. Stop. That was like almost the, the annual salary, Her right? salary, yeah. Yes, well, and it's because because you went to work, we did not have to pay for every single thing. Like, I mean, some people that don't work, um, you know, whether it's illness, whether they just had a child, whether it's, you know, a mindset thing, they rely on government assistance. But when you work, the government will say, okay, well, since you went to work, we're going to give you credit for working because you were, you know, we didn't have to give you as much in food stamps. We didn't have to give you as much in health care um, reimbursement. We didn't have to give you as much in child care. Like you had to pay a portion of that. Mm-hmm. So that's why it, the wealth trickles down. And trust, they will get their money back. Like, the, as soon as you start to work, uh, they're like, yeah, we're cutting these benefits, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> Thousand percent. <laughs> Yeah. So um, just that's the three things. Like, just make sure you you work with a professional. Make sure you have a bookkeeping system. Make sure that you are trickling your work, your wealth down back into your business so that it can produce more revenue to help yourself, your employees, your family and then your communities. Mm. So explain the difference between tax preparation and tax planning. 
So tax preparation is, it usually happens once a year, and that is at tax time. For business owners, it's going to be you sending your tax accountant your balance sheet and or profit and loss statements. In addition, if and if they prepare your personal taxes also, then you would also have to provide like W-2s, um, healthcare statements, mortgage statements, all the things, home office, auto, all of those things. Um, and then tax planning would be throughout the year. And I like to provide a tax plan for each um, revenue pivot in your business. Mm. So if your goal this year is to make $100,000, when we get to that first $100,000, where are we as far as profit? What can we implement in your business to lower the taxes, but also to generate more revenue? Mm. So you're looking at this, how often, like quarterly or every six months? Quarterly um, is ideal. Most of the time it's semi-annual. So um, it's probably, I mean, just keeping it a book. Most entrepreneurs don't prepare their taxes until April. So we're already over a quarter Mm. of the way into the year. So I would say, okay, like in June, we need to be looking at where you are with your profit. And then implementing strategies for the second and third quarters. And then we would look at it again at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Mm. And before, and that's the thing, it's not cheating the tax code, but it's just preparing your business in a way that it benefits from the tax code. Mm -hmm. So before you write the check to the IRS, what else can you write that check for that will grow your business that can benefit your family or benefit your community. And, you know, as I'm talking to you, like I said, you're making taxes sound less scary. And I think it sounds scary to to me and maybe a lot of people is because we don't, we don't understand it. Right. Right. So that's, you know, when you don't understand something, you, it will scare the crap out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Won't it though? Marketing is it for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, why do I have to say the same thing over and over? But saying the same thing over and over, like it just made it so much clearer for me. So it's like, girl, hire somebody like Shamina who will uh, get you straight so you don't have to be concerned about it. Right, right. And someone who is who has the experience in it and who is trustworthy, because one thing you don't want to do is hand over your financials, financials to somebody and not follow up with them, because that's how people get their money stolen. Exactly. And that was one of the things I used to do when I was training people how to read their financial reports. Like one of my clients was very um, candid and she said, you can send me those reports, but I have no clue what I'm looking at. Mm. And so we had to have a call on, you know, and say, okay, this is how much money you made. This is where the money came from. This is what you're spending. Um, Because if you think about it, a lot of professional athletes and entertainers have been duped by yes. these yes. financial professionals. Yes. And and I always tell people like you have to be comfortable with somebody that you can get naked in front of. Mm. Like you have to expose it all. But it has to be somebody that you trust. 
And I, I mean, as much as I want to grow my business, I'm a firm believer in if you are comfortable with somebody, I want you to stay right there. Yes. Like if you are comfortable with the person that, you know, you are, like I had a call with a client two days ago and he hadn't done any bookkeeping all year. And typically I don't work with male clients, but this person just, I've known them for a long time and they begged me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, do, (laughs) but at the same time, it was like, we had to have a zoom call where he had to give me the password to all of his bank accounts. Mm. And he's like, I trust you. And I was like, look, once I'm in and I can download what I need, go ahead. If you don't feel comfortable, change your password. So that way I don't have the current password. I mean, I didn't remember it. I didn't write it down. I'm not going to go back into it because I have what I need. But, you know, I try to educate people on how you can protect yourself at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's so important because like you said, we've seen stories of these athletes and entertainers getting gypped i mean just recently um kevin hart with his what was his stylist or something stole a million dollars like dude how how are you first of all how are you so brazen and then i'm like okay do you make that much money that you don't pay attention to it i don't care if i'm making in jeff making (laughs) jeff bezos money bezos however you say his name mr amazon i don't care if i'm bringing in that much money i want to know where every penny is going Yes. Because again, well, how am I going to how am I going to grow? How am I going to make the impact um, with this money? Because you can make a lot of impact when you got some change. Yes, ma'am. You can, and that's what it's for. I mean, I feel feel like God wants us to make the impact. Like He wants us to be abundant. Yes. He want you know so that we can do His work on a larger scale. Yes. And I mean, and, that's, that's what the word says. The, God mm-hmm. says, the word says he wants us to prosper even as our soul prospers. Like, look, prosperity is wealth. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I also and, serve broke God and I'm doing him no service being broke. So, you know, something got to change. <laughs> Not now <laughs> service. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, I feel like entertainers and athletes, when you get to a certain level, if you have not been educated on your numbers and you don't have somebody that you can trust, um, easily it can get away from you. Mm -hmm. I mean, because what they do is they just look at their bank account. Oh, I got money. I can pay my bills. And they're not looking at the details. And when I would train people on how to read financial statements, I would purposely put a big number in an odd place so that it would jump out at them. Mm. So when I worked for an accounting firm, I was an auditor, which meant that we drilled down into the numbers. Like if somebody got a bank loan, the bank had to be confident that these financial statements meant what they said. Mm -hmm. And so I would make it like when I was so with that I would train my clients to read the financial statements in a way that they understood it they couldn't just say okay we're good because I'm putting a number in there somewhere where you need to catch it Mm. that's so good but that was scaring people so I stopped doing that (laughs) Don't no, see that, and I'm the type of person. I'm like, I want that. Like, put some odd yes. number in there, because I would be like, what is this? Yeah. Because I'm like that with my own bank statement. 
Mm-hmm. Like I look and, and I see if, if it's like <laughs> prime example this morning, I got my, and this is my car insurance, not even my bank statement. I got my um, renewal notice. And I, the first thing I did was look at how much my bill is for the next mm-hmm. month. I was like, Mm-mm, that's two dollars and two cents more. So I went <laughs> digging. Like, <laughs> For two dollars, <laughs> I love it though. I love it. But I mean, I feel like that's that's just the, the responsible thing to do because if you don't know, you know, right. lack of knowledge. What does what does the Bible say about lack of knowledge? Our people perish because of lack right. of knowledge, right? And some and some people are so smart where it won't be a big number on a big line item. It'll be these little bitty numbers, but it'll be repetitive for every single line item. Girl, that's me. So if it's going to, you know what I'm saying? They might not jump out on that financial statement, but when you start to sort by uh, amount and that $5 and five cents keep showing up, you're like, wait a minute, what is this? And that five dollars and five cents add up to one point three million. Wait hey, a minute, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for the Kevin Hart stylist, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I mean, I I watched this story. I was like, God, how in the world you got packages coming to your house with his credit? Come on now, like just mm-hmm. that, to me, that's just crazy. People are crazy well, because you don't like when you get to a certain level, you do have to trust certain people for I mean in a certain I don't know how to say this um you do have to give some level of trust to people who are working for you yeah that's true but I bet you we're having a meeting every month at least right at least but you know that all a million dollars for a stylist could easily happen in a month if he's gearing up for award season if he's you know that could have easily transpired in one month. Yeah. Maybe not, but it mm-hmm. could have. Um, but it's just, and that's the thing, like people don't automatically get money and then start to become untrustworthy. It's the untrustworthy people that find their way into certain areas. Mm-hmm. And make it hard yeah. for everybody else. Because I bet you that's mm-hmm. not going to happen again. <laughs> no, but and I'm grateful that it was just one million. Yeah. For Kevin. Yeah. Because it could have been 20. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. Steve Harvey's story is his accountant, he paid his taxes to his accountant, but when they went, when the IRS came after him, they went to the accountant's office and the, I don't know if the accountant had passed away or had gotten ill, but all of his, his tax returns were in that office with the checks attached to them. <gasps> So they never even got filed or mailed. Are you kidding? But doing your bank reconciliations would have shown you that those checks did not clear. My heart just jumped in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you oh, imagine? Uh, yes. The IRS is very, 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 very slow to process anything. So if you have to mail, I'd say mail it certified, even if they'll tell you that you're not going to get the, you know, the statement back that says that someone accepted it, but you do get it back. Um, But if you can file anything electronically, do that. Oh, my 
goodness. Okay, so since we talked about filing electronically, mm-hmm. can we can we dig into these the um oh PPP? I was about to say PPE. That's my healthcare brain that just popped in. The PPP. Okay. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you just did it. <laughs> <laughs> the nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, oh. Okay, so I've seen some stories of these business owners. Uh, like just the other day, I saw a story of someone getting cosmetic surgery with theirs. <laughs> um, first of all, is there a way to write, write off cosmetic surgery? <laughs> I'm as, asking for a friend, me. Asking for a friend. Um, <laughs> not cosmetic. But if it's a met, like someone that I'll use this example of if your breasts are so large that you need to have a medical um, procedure to reduce your breasts, then um, yes, if you itemize and itemize means that you don't take the standard deduction this year, I think it's like 24,000. So if your surgery, um, because if you itemize, you can write off like prescriptions, doctor visits, um, out-of-pocket healthcare expenses, but not for elective stuff. If it's for something that's medical, um, I guess medically backed, Mm -hmm. justified, then Mm -hmm. yes. So people with this PPP Mm -hmm. that's, that's doing all this crazy stuff, what do you see happening in the future? They are saying that the IRS is hiring so many auditors to audit the um, all of the money that they're giving. But I, just my experience with the IRS, they were so slow. And I just, I mean, they may be hiring people, but I just don't think that they can do it in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and for PPP, it's for payroll. So if you are paying yourself and you have provided the legal documentation that says that you're allotted this amount of money because you're, because it was based off of the amount of revenue that your business generated, right? Mm-hmm. So then you're paying yourself payroll. Like once you pay yourself payroll, you can do whatever you want to do with your money. Mm. Okay. Um, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause I mean, prior to PPP, when you paid yourself, nobody could say what you did with the money that you made. Like, even right. if you worked at a bank, if you worked wherever, um, but if you're just using the PPP money to buy Birkin bags or BBLs or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> I personally don't see where, you know, it is, it might be a little unethical, but illegal. No, I don't see that. That is an issue. If you have your documentation. If you have your documentation. Um, But I think the problem is a lot of people, um, I don't want to say forge. Mm, Say it. Yes. (laughs) The, the the information that they provided to get the PPP may not have been accurate That's or so legal. Pretty. Or, that was yeah. so pretty. 
that is so pretty. <laughs> so, and that's the beauty of being an auditor is because you trace it all the way back to the origin, uh, to the point where it originated. So if the original documents were um, illegal or unethical or um, just inaccurate, mm -hmm. then yes, they can come after you for that. And the one, and that's the thing, it's like, it's federal money. So why would you even play with the feds like that? Right. Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't even play with them. <sighs> Again, too cute for jail. Too, very too, oh, so cute. Too cute for jail. I just, I don't yes. And the current 2020s, I don't like, even though I'm an introvert, I don't like when somebody tells me that I can't go outside. No. Like, if I yes. choose to stay in the house, that's different. But if you tell me I can't, the, oh, yeah. That's what my mom said. I was like, "Well, mom, I'm I'm um, quarantined all the time anyway. Like, I work from home most of the days." And and she was like, "But Mina, normally you travel." And I was like, "Oh, I didn't think about that." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I do. I take you know I take weekend trips or you know whatever when my son is not with me. So, um, yeah. Totally different ball game. So yes. what are some of the PPP pitfalls that you've seen? Say that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just not having proper documentation mm -hmm. and what a lot of people don't understand is like your business, even though it may be a small business, needs an entire financial department. Mm. And one of the things that I have my clients do is every month, like download their bank statements, even if they are preparing their bookkeeping themselves, because most of the time your bank statements, um, like if you do online banking, it only goes back like 12 to 18 months. Mm. So if you're being audited or like one of my clients was under review, she had to provide different documentation to the IRS for them to allot her the expenses. But because I said, okay, create a folder for every month or either do it by month for all of your receipts and then name those receipts, especially for the major purchases. Then like I wanted to say, if you went to Chili's, Chili's um, 2021, 03 was today the 13th, mm -hmm. 13. So I'll have them name it by what it is, then the date. Um, and so like, because like this particular year, my clients spent like $8,000 on a website. So when they said legal and professional fees, we could easily go and find those documents. So just having the documentation for the PPP, um, where you got your numbers from, um, um, what other, and just making sure that, Okay, we are women of faith. So we want to be ethical in the things that we do. Mm -hmm. I've only had one person actually come back. I mean, have theirs forgiven thus far because most banks are not updating their sites in time to keep up with all of the SBA requirements. Oh. So I haven't seen a whole lot of PPP um, pitfalls yet, but I think in the coming months, it's it's gonna get real. Because mm -hmm. I, I think of it like this, like there, when it's all first started, it was so new. 
So Mm -hmm. there weren't really, there were some guidelines, but I think as we've gone along, you know, we've had an entire year. As we've gone along, just like anything, it's been tweaked and it's been fine-tuned. And then, you know, I think they're, Mm -hmm. they're getting a lot better with the qualifications and everything. So yes. yeah, people just just be legit. Be legit. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, and it's it's like it's scary. It can be scary, but if you're doing it the right way from the beginning, then you don't you, your fear lessens. Yeah. yeah. And then working with a professional, somebody that you can ask questions and give you legitimate answers. A lot of my clients only come to me at tax time but they still consider me their accountant. So before they do something, they'll kind of just run it by me. Mm. And so I can give them some professional, you know, expert advice. Um, And usually it's just a quick 60 second response. 60 second response that probably will take the average person like me three months to figure out. (laughs) (laughs) well with that being said do you have any specific questions that you want me to answer regarding ppp or taxes like since you have me here oh okay yes okay so you know that there are all these memes and stuff floating out there about ppp taxes and Mm -hmm. hiring your children and everything when it comes to ppp as a business can you apply like okay that one particular meme that I'm thinking about is that meme that says, you know, take your STEMI and flip that thing, turn it, get you an LLC, turn around, um, open up a credit card, charge $1 in gas, then write that off as your taxes, and then go ahead and apply for PPP. Is that even legal? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That was a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but the meme, I, I added a little bit to the meme, but basically it was saying, you know, take your stimulus chest check, start your, get your LLC in your state, okay. one, and then open up a business credit card, charge like some, some mi- minimal amount, like $20, mm-hmm. pay that off, and then okay. put that on your taxes as a tax write-off. And then file for um, PPP. So basically, you go from okay. LLC to PPP in less than 2.5 seconds. Okay. Okay. So I, if I remember correctly, um, you can apply for the PPP, but you have to have had a business at a certain date. Mm. So... I think by like last year when we were doing PPP, it had to have been started by February of 2020 or something like that. Or, or, and you had to, or maybe it was, you had to have been in business for like three months or something before they Mm -hmm. actually started the program. Uh So that particular meme would be incorrect because you would have had to have already had a business for PPP to be applied to your business. My goodness. Yes. So don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So the other side of it, um, yes, you can build business credit that way. Yes, you can um, start a business. I mean, and you, if you have an LLC, it's probably going to cost you at least $100 to actually form the LLC. Mm-hmm. So that's a legit business expense. Okay. What if you don't have an LLC? Can you still apply for PPP? 
you can. Okay. Yes, you can still apply for PPP if you are sole proprietor. Um, but I think still think it's um, it's going to be under the the business deadline. I mean, not business deadline, but the uh, time frame. Mm-hmm. You would have had to have like you have to prove that you're in business. So whether that's a business bank account or a physical location, because I know some salon owners still operate as a sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you have to have some proof that you were in business prior to the PPP package. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. So mm-hmm. um, less than people, whatever you see on the internet, please verify <laughs> and do your research. You know, don't just come. I mean, that goes without saying, but, you know, common sense ain't common. And then when you talk about big money, people continue right. to do some crazy stuff. Just do your research. Do your well, research. I heard that a lot of people in jail were getting a lot of the PPP funds. How, Sway? They in jail. How? <laughs> I guess somebody on the outside was helping them along or either they were using the computer system. Like, I heard that was like one of the largest um frauds with the PPP is that a lot of inmates were getting the the funds. Lord Jesus, they padding their books. How? How? Yes, you, ma'am. <laughs> so, and that's the thing, when I said that the government is very, very slow, like they did not have the proper guidelines and structure, the infrastructure to handle all of it, but they were trying to help the American people. Um mm-hmm. And that's why this second round, I think they're holding off to allow the sole proprietors and the Schedule C filers to get the second round of PPP first before they open it up to the big business. Oh, okay. Sole proprietors. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yes. Okay. And even Let- like single member LLCs, they're still going to be following the Schedule C. And the first round of PPP was based off of the profit, meaning revenue minus expenses mm. um so their ppp funds were kind of limited where my banker um i'm working with um several of my clients have the same banker and she said that they were trying to hold off to allow for the second round of ppp to be based off of your gross revenue oh. meaning the money before okay you had expenses but i haven't <laughs> I've been dreaming reading the new guidelines. <laughs> so I'm thinking that that's, they're trying to help the, the people that the PPP was actually made for. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I, I remember seeing like big corporations getting mm-hmm. PPP money and it wasn't small money. It was like millions of dollars. And I was like, how? Yes. How? And that's, that's the beauty too of having like a legit business is because a lot of this place um, businesses, they have relationships with their bankers. So mm. the bankers have their information and were able to submit it immediately, you know, when they did the EIDL and everybody got $10,000 instantly. And then all the small business owners was like, oh, well, we only got $1,000. Um, yeah. So, it, yeah. So if you're in business, be in business. Be in business. Be prosperous. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, we're going to trickle this thing down. We're going to do what God has called us to do. So, you know, we really have to own it. And I have been guilty of that too. I'm just kind of like, oh, well, I'll just, people come to me when they need me. And, you know, it's kind of like a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll be back. 
you know, that type of thing. But um, instead of being intentional. Mm -hmm. So that's why I got into tax strategy is because I'm like, okay, you're frustrated at the end of every year. I'm frustrated because you didn't do what I told you to do, but you need to hear me say it more than one time. Right. You need the quarterly, the semi-annual check-ins. So do you do um, the personal taxes along with the business? Yes. Okay. Do you focus on business? But most of the time it's personal and business at the same Uh, time. uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, girl, come on, come on. uh, (laughs) Listen, Maya Elias and the built to impact team. Praise God. Thank you. Because this is, this is an impact weekend connection, y'all, if you hadn't realized it. I don't think I said that. But yes, this is an impact weekend built to impact Maya Elliott's production. Okay. Yes, it is. Maya, <laughs> oh my gosh, she is as good as gold. She yes. really is. And, yes. and I felt like at impact weekend, this is just a sidebar, but like her team was working for her as if it was their own business. Yes. Did you feel that? I did feel that. Yes. And I was like, they were going hard for Maya and rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully so. And and that's how it should be. Mm -hmm. That's how you build community. And and that's how you create these connections because now we're all connected. And and peeps, when I tell you that this community is top notch, like you, you can't touch it. You cannot touch the built to impact community. And furthermore, I'm not getting paid to say this at all. (laughs) Maya don't even know I'm saying this. She has no idea I'm saying this. But you can't touch this community. And there's so many women of faith and Jesse. I keep forgetting about Jesse. But there's so many people of faith in this community. And we're all in different um, career paths, businesses. But we, we serve each other, which help helps us to be better to serve our respective communities it's about to be a takeover Amen. y'all it's it about to is. be a takeover now let me t- I have to share this about impact weekend I told you earlier about how I was on this um, breakout session with this um with this group and they were telling me I needed a project manager instead of a virtual assistant and then I got into a room a separate breakout session and I was sharing that breakthrough for myself and I was in a room with a project manager for an accounting firm who said that she had grown her she was working with her friend as a project manager and she had implemented all of these strategies in her friend's business so when quarantine happened they were it was a no-brainer for them to go virtual because she had all these systems set up for her friend in her business. So she said, well, I'll just connect, I'll share all the information that, you know, in the tools and systems that I use with her, with you, I'll just friend you on Facebook and then I'll send it to you in an email. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So then I was like, you know what? No, I don't know what your business is, but I want to pay you for a session, a one-on-one so that you can help me do what you helped your friend do, or just give me some insight. Girl, mind blowing. Mm, And then I had three other accountants reach out to me that joined the mastermind at the same time. And was like, I was like, y'all need to talk to Letitia. (laughs) I love Letitia. I love Letitia. You just reminded me, I got to reach out to her. I think we have a, we have a, a, interview too or do we just oh, have cool. one girl I don't know 
don't know. There's so many of yeah. y'all. Like, y'all booked out my whole march. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The impact women came through. Came all the way through. I love y'all to life. Like, you are just, you're the sisters that I needed. Just, yes, oh, and, and Jesse, we all need Jesse, each I'm other. sorry, yes. Jesse, if you're listening, you're the brother I needed. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting you're there, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesse is, is, I'm sure he's happy to be amongst the crew. He is. And you know, I ain't even gonna lie. It's nice to have Jesse in the room because Jesse is easy on my eyes. Y'all didn't hear that oh. from me. <laughs> I have not seen Jesse. I need to, I need to. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about Jesse off air. Hey, Jesse. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> hey, Jesse. <laughs> oh, I'm so Lord. We, we just went totally left. Sorry, y'all. Yes. Uh, but tell us how everyone can find you, Shamina, because I know we, we better have some people listening to this podcast is ready to blow up my girl's calendar. So tell yes, everybody how they ma'am. can find you. I am at Newer Books on all social media, and it's newer, N-E-U-R, like newer entrepreneur. I'm in B-O-O-K-S because the bookkeeping is the foundation. So yes, all things um, uh, social. um, So that's Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram, Facebook, and then Twitter. It's my, and then my website is newerbooks.com. So yes. And I'm actually running a special for March for business and personal tax returns. So Yep, click the link in my bio. Awesome sauce. And I'll put all that information in the show notes for everybody so you can connect with Miss Shamina. So tell us what's next. Like I know it's tax season, so you're probably about to be jumping for real. But what's yes. next for you? So what's next for me is I'm really gonna hone in on the tax strategy. So I will be launching um a tax strategy service this after this tax season. So either early May or in June, because I have to follow Miss Maya's launch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And not just make an announcement. So mm-hmm. I actually have to have a launch. So really um, wanting to connect with people before it's too late, because most of the time entrepreneurs come to me when the year has ended So just really, really pressing, um, getting the tax strategy in place and having a tax plan so that you can implement strategies throughout the year rather than waiting until the year has ended. Mm, And come out on top. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So we can get this generational wealth like trickling down and to these communities that need it so desperately. Yes. I'm all for that. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the couch. It's such a pleasure to have you oh. as a guest. I'm so glad we connected. Me too. Thank you, Miss Tracy. Thank you. Oh, honey, let me just recover for a second because Shamina snatched a couple of my edges off. I mean, I'm sis is about to be bald on one side of the head, but it's a good bald. You know what I mean? I want to thank Shamina again for joining me on the couch and just giving us a wealth of knowledge and making taxes sound bearable. Thank you, sis. I truly, truly enjoyed you. And everybody, make sure you go ahead and check out Shamina on her website. Follow her, follow her on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. She's a beautiful person inside and out and just a wealth 
of knowledge okay gotta love it when people just drop gems like here (laughs) but as always i don't want to close out the um episode without praying so let us pray lord god i thank you for the opportunity to connect with women like shamina who are unashamed unapologetic and not afraid to share the codes and the secrets and the strategies that people have been using for years Thank you, Lord, for giving Shamina this gift and this talent. And I pray, Father, that you will open up doors and bless, pour out blessings upon her that she won't have room enough to receive and doors that no man can shut, Lord. I thank you for every listener, God, and I pray, Father, that you would bless us indeed. Help us to be good stewards over that which you have given us. And, Father, for those who are wanting to start businesses, those who are in business and may be not so sure which way they should go. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom, guidance, and surround them with people who have wisdom and who are able to guide them on the right path. Because Father, your word says that you want us to prosper even as our souls prosper. And God, we welcome prosperity. We welcome the overflow, God. We thank you for the overflow in our lives so that we can serve from our saucer. Lord, we adore you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, peeps, until next time, remember God loves you, I love you, and ain't nothing you can do about it, boo. Boop! Thanks for listening to The Charging Station with Tracy Massey. We hope you enjoyed the episode, but more importantly, we hope you'll take the next step and apply these tools in your own life. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review so others can find this podcast, too. You definitely want to check out livingmyempoweredlife.com for free resources and all kinds of goodies, all to help you slay life without apology. Until next time, ready, set, live.